0: You are listening to The Reach Podcast, with Elim's National Evangelist and Head of Evangelism, Mark Greenwood. In conversation with a bunch of his mates, bringing their wisdom, stories and insight, inspiring you to inspire others. This is The Reach Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to The Reach Podcast. Super excited about my very, very dear friend, And guest today, Canon J. John, international evangelist, writer, speaker, author, broadcaster. He's got the whole lot going on now because it was recorded during lockdown. We had some uh, mild interactions from the Internet, shall we say, but didn't want to re-record it because this is just pure gold dust. So please forgive one or two problems. Sit back and listen. It's a fantastic episode. You are listening to the Reach podcast with me, Mark Greenwood. And with me, Jay John. Yeah, Jay John, welcome, welcome. How are you, sir?
1: It's good to be with you, Reverend Greeny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good to be with you, too. How are you? How are you doing in lockdown? Are you managing? Are you smiling? Are you tired? Are you desperate to get out? Or are you at peace?
1: Well, nine weeks ago, Mark, yeah. uh, I don't think I, well, I did not imagine mm. when, I, when I had seven months worth of missions, meetings, conferences yeah. <laughs> cancelled, yeah. my wife, Killy, and I, we are busier now. No way. Yet than we've ever been in 40 years of ministry.
0: Wow. That's incredible, isn't it?
1: Well, it is because it's like, I, well, I never imagined it. And we're engaging yeah. and connecting with more people now than we've ever done. Ever.
0: wow that's incredible isn't it wow yeah. absolutely amazing and are you finding it like vastly different in terms of communicating to people or are you able just to kind of almost imagine uh, the people there as you're speaking well
1: interestingly mark when i when i preach mm. uh whether it's a small congregation or a huge vast yes. congregation um I, I'm always imagining I'm speaking to one person.
0: Wow. So that's yeah.
1: something I've always done.
0: Yeah. Great.
1: So now when I'm doing it in my lounge. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're just, I mean, Kelly and I are recording about five sermons a week. Wow. And um, and, and I, I'm doing it and I'm just always thinking, I'm doing it for one person, and I think that really helps me. And also, when you're doing it in the lounge, of course, you know, you you're kind of less preachy. You're more conversational, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. You know, but then
1: then you you and I struggle when we do it. And I'll tell you why you and I and people like Mark Ritchie struggle. Yeah. It's because we can't really tell any stories and jokes. <laughs> I know. Because, because there's nobody there. To laugh. I know, I know. And then if we end up laughing, we yeah. look like idiots.
0: I know. That is the problem, isn't it? Especially it is. if you find yourself funny. <laughs> That's
1: a really no, tricky one, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. <laughs> no, but it's interesting. I've had to cut out all these little stories. Oh, gosh. Just to, you, You need audience participation yeah Uh, and do you know i think it's made the messages more potent right
0: right gosh i mean that's the lesson to take out isn't it really
1: absolutely because when
0: you just keep on going the way that you've always gone it's only when you get some massive changes that you begin to reflect don't you really so Yeah. yeah john we're gonna chat about all things evangelism very very soon but one of the things we've been doing with our guests is just a fun few things just to help our listeners get to know a little bit about the people behind the podcast voice so are you ready to delve into the depths of your life and reveal some deep truths to people i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> excellent okay so john we've got a little bit of a deal and uh, i've managed to secure a couple of vouchers for you and me to go out and eat together and when lockdown's over and we've got two courses for 10 pounds do you go starter and main or main and pudding? Main and pudding. Ah that was pretty quick actually you didn't have to think about that one too much. No and
1: then also I'm looking at the menu and I'm already looking at the
0: pudding Yeah to help
1: me decide what the main's going to be.
0: Oh uh, oh that's <laughs> in so do you go like oh what puddings are there and that'll inform the main? Yeah, because then wow. I'm thinking, oh, if I have a lighter
1: main, I can yeah. have a bigger pudding.
0: <laughs> John, that's genius. <laughs> that is genius. <laughs> I've never heard anybody approach a menu like that before. That's top yeah. tip. We're top tip number one, I think right there. Okay, would there be would there be any starter that if you saw that you'd think I'm I'm not going to have a pudding. I'm going to have the starter instead of the pudding.
1: Well, it would have to be a souffle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, if it was a cheese souffle, I'd have to look at the cheese souffle, look at the desserts and think, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) you know. Um, So, but I think the thing is, sometimes you can look at the dessert menu and then maybe there's, you know, four desserts, but nothing appeals to you. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, absolutely.
1: If the cheese souffle was a starter, I'd have it.
0: There you go. There you go. What, fantastic. Now, I'm feeling pretty generous today. I've got a pound. OK, and I'm going to give it to you. Do you spend it on sweets or chocolate? Chocolate. Chocolate. I felt the passion there. <laughs> Definitely, but I'm
1: not sure the pound will be enough.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> OK. We You'll might have, have to get one of those three for a pound yeah. deals. You'll have
1: to give me a couple more quid. All
0: right, then. I'll have to, I'll have to be generous. That's what we're saying. OK, yeah. what, about, what about this one, then? Would you choose chocolate instead of crisps? Yes, I would. Oh, right. Gosh. Uh, because chocolate you
1: can have with a lot more things. You can have chocolate with a cup of tea. Very true. You can have chocolate with a coffee. Mm. You can a chocolate in the afternoon. Mm. Well, you're not going to have a bag of crisps with a cup of
0: tea. <laughs> <laughs> John, there's, re- there's real, o- almost apologetic level of thinking there through. There that, is. <laughs> this is not just a haphazard decision, is no. it? No. <laughs> OK, now, this is a tricky one for you, I reckon. OK. Now, now you
1: didn't ask me. You didn't ask me. So, okay. during, lo- during lockdown, yeah. uh, have you had a little bit of chocolate?
0: I- I've and had I a haven't... little bit of chocolate. Have you?
1: Yes. Well, what?
0: Oh, I have.
1: <laughs> well, the, thing... the thing is this. I don't know if you're going to ask me what my schedule is. I know this is a slight detour. Well, do it. Do but... it
0: anyway. But, we want to know. But...
1: OK, we get we wake up at 5.30. Yeah. OK, uh, we film a little video clip, which yeah. is a one video clip which we put on our social media
0: fantastic they've been gives great they
1: gives great. people a faith lift yeah nice right. 6 30 i get on my bike yeah and uh i uh, monday to friday i cycle eight miles saturday i cycle 12 sunday i don't cycle at all right right then i have a staff meeting mm-hmm. um at uh 8 30 in the morning yeah. and we do staff devotion zoom meeting yeah then i start work right. and it, it's, I stop for a brief lunch, yeah. and then we stop at six o'clock for supper. Right. So, mm-hmm. in the afternoon, mm-hmm. we get to about 3.30.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I God. feel
0: it. I'm feeling it. I
1: feel <laughs> it. So, I have a cup of tea nice. and, a, and a Mars bar. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> not, not every day. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's just so
0: nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I really, yeah. really am. That's excellent. Super. Okay. So, um, there's a little bit of a limited supply because people have been stockpiling, but you fancy a cheese board. So, you go out to your local supermarket and you're only allowed one cheese. What do you choose? Uh, I'll choose a soft cheese. Yeah. Either I'll
1: have uh, brie or camembert.
0: Yeah.
1: Or it are by halloumi, oh, which is yes. the Cypriot love cheese. Lumi. And if you grill yes. that yes, and put that with beautiful bread nice. and a little bit of balsamic nice. and olive oil.
0: Mm. Oh, my word. John, beautiful. we love halloumi here at the Greenwood House. It's oh, absolutely well, fantastic. No, it's stunning.
1: Well, it, it's a Greek Cypriot delicacy, which, as you know, I'm Greek Cypriot. Yeah,
0: I call it squeaky cheese because <laughs> <Just laughs> when you grill it, it does squeak a little bit. But it's phenomenal, isn't it? We love it. I'm in a house beautiful. of uh, well, pescatarians, so they they eat fish, yes. but we they do eat a lot of cheese and uh, a, a wrap with salad yes. and some halloumi. Oh, very nice, beautiful. Beautiful. very nice indeed. Especially if you manage to scorch. Those marks on the outside of the cheese as well. Oh,
1: uh, yes, it does add a it, bit of flavor. It
0: does. It does. OK, now this is interesting because you're a, you're a story man and I know you're quite fond of films. In fact, you wrote a book a few years ago about films with a Christian message. So what what is your favourite film and why?
1: Now that is really, really mm. difficult because I, I think Mark, movies uh, depend on your almost like your state of yes. mind, depend on your mood. It all depends on how you're feeling. Yep. And there are some movies that you probably uh, only watch yep. once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, no, it, it still comes up in your top twenty, yep. but you, you would never watch them again and again and again. Absolutely. Again. Do you know what I, mean? I do. I do. We're, there are other movies like, ah, oh, you could like watch them yeah. over and over. So, for example, at Christmas,
0: yeah.
1: um, we watch every year. Yeah. It's a wonderful oh, film.
0: You love that film, don't you?
1: Love it. Every year we watch that. Every year we watch a Christmas carol, mm. the George C. Scott version. Okay. You know. There are certain things every year. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we'll watch certain Christmas yeah. comedies. I think Christmas, the season for us, doesn't yeah. it? It's cold, yeah, it's a whole. you wanna you wanna be on your blanket. Yeah, you know, and watch. Elf. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you've 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 conjured up the atmosphere there very nicely. <laughs> Whereas
1: summer, it's not quite. No, the same, it's
0: it? not. You you want to be outside in your garden, don't you? So, if you you were going to watch a film right now, what would it be? What would you choose right now? Well, I think now the kind of mood that
1: I'm I'm probably in now, I want to watch. I think a romantic comedy that's heartwarming. I like heartwarming.
0: Movies.
1: Now, uh, there's some brilliant heart uh, heartwarming movies. uh, Actually, with a Christian ethos to them. The movie Breakthrough is just Fantastic. incredible. I can only, I can only yeah. imagine. Oh my word. And and those kind of ones that you know bring you yeah. to tears. I think I've okay. watched one okay, of okay. those. That's
0: cool. That's great. So,
1: coffee or tea? Oh, uh, now it depends what <laughs> time of day. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: loving so, this.
1: I'm loving at, this. At, 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 bre- yeah. at breakfast I'll have uh, a cup nice. of Earl Grey, with or
0: without milk. Uh, uh, okay. Sometimes
1: with milk. Well, when I say milk, yeah, yeah. It's dab or black. yeah, right. Because you want the Indeed. beautiful flavors. Indeed. You know the bergamot yep. and all those sort of things. Right. Then at around yep. ten o'clock, it's yep. coffee. Coffee. It's coffee. Right. Okay. In the afternoon, mm-hmm. around three <laughs> thirty, it's
0: a cup of yep. Earl
1: Grey. Then after dinner it's very
0: <laughs> do you know, John, you have just set out a whole schedule for people in these in these few yeah. minutes. <laughs> oh, no. Now
1: I cannot drink um in no, coffee. It's horrible. I cannot yeah. no. do that. So um, you know, it, it's either a, a espresso yeah. or something yeah. like that, or whatever. Nice. You know? So <laughs>
0: there's a new book here called "Living Life the J. John Way." I think, I think there's yeah, definitely the something movie. here. Okay. <laughs> now, I don't know about this one, Pepsi Max or Coca Cola, because I've never seen you drink like soft drink. No. No.
1: So my answer would be no. Water. water. Would you go?
0: Would you go Perrier? But if I fizzy drink- water.
1: I know, actually, just still
0: water. I don't know about this next one because I've never really, I've never really chatted to you about sport. Although I do know that you used to manage a ladies football team, didn't you, back in the day? Yes.
1: I did. I managed a women's uh, football team uh, in
0: St. Albans. In St. Albans. So, okay. So, sport, favourite sport to watch uh okay. it will be okay, cool. do you have a do you have a team that you support John no listen
1: I, I actually just like watching it and I'm not yeah. like you know there's I I follow I follow yeah, Arsenal. Okay.
0: Now apart from my book on evangelism which you did an amazing forward for this will be really this will be really interesting. So I'm gonna let you give a couple normally I've been saying to people what's your favourite book on evangelism and, and, and why but I know that you try to read like nearly Every book on evangelism that comes out, don't you? So, well, I
1: like, yeah, I like to be mm. very aware of what else is coming out and are they saying anything different? Uh, You know, that's the thing. And I think Mm. your book, you you're you're very you're a practitioner, Mark. And I think uh, some books are a little bit Mm. theoretical, but I think yours came at a new angle. It was fresh. It's kind of like, look, here's the theory, but here's the application. You know, and I think um, exhortation without application leads to frustration. Brilliant. And I think sometimes in churches, it's like you're, you know, we might say to people, oh, uh, we you ought yeah. to pray. Yes, yeah. but yeah, how? Absolutely. You, know, you ought to evangelise. Yes. yes, Yeah. You know, so it's the same sort of thing. So I welcomed your book very much that it very practical and yeah. I commend it Thank wholeheartedly. You. So
0: what What other books? Because you 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 will know a load of books on evangelism. We've been asking people for one, but I think it'd be great just because you so well read on evangelism. Give us a couple of the books that you think would be like must reads for people in evangelism. All right.
1: okay, I think now I think for let's say again is for if we are answering that question for yes. church leaders. If you're a pastor yeah. or a church leader, um, I would suggest that I would recommend uh, if you can get hold of it. It's called the Logic yeah. of Evangelism by William <laughs> Abrahams. That would be considered the the okay. classic book yeah. of evangelism. Okay. Then, if you want to uh, read and apply more practically, then of course you got like yeah. Mark's book, yeah. your book, Mark, uh, yeah. my book natural yeah. evangelism and the other mm. giant in in the era of evangelism is yes. michael green who got promoted yeah. to glory last year uh, but he's written a book oh he's written many books but one of them is Absolutely. i believe in evangelism which is amazing his book evangelism in the early mm. church uh, which is an exposition of the book of
0: acts um is another classic theological book brilliant that's that's really good there's a there's a wide range of books there for people you are listening to the reach podcast with me mark greenwood and with me jay Jay John. john it's so good to have time with you today thank you so much john for carving time out of what i know has been a more bonkers schedule than you've had in the 40 years of ministry now in elim We've got these four priorities that we believe God has set front and centre. They are churches, leaders, disciples, nations. That's churches, leaders, disciples, nations. John, what I'd be really interested in, you've, you've travelled a huge amount. I mean, how many nations have you travelled into and spoken at now? At 69. Wow that's
1: <laughs> that's that's
0: a lot of nations and you've spoken in many of those nations many times at individual churches as yes. well as kind of church together type events yes what would what would you say out of you don't have to name any names particularly but what would you say out of all the churches in the nations that you've traveled around would, would be good lessons for churches in the UK to adopt in terms of being effective at making disciples. I
1: think uh, I I've been mm-hmm. reflecting on that question actually, uh, particularly yeah. recently. Mark, you know, think of post uh, yeah. lockdown and and the you know our church is going to survive, yeah. etc. I think churches that will uh, survive, the churches that will grow. I think from what I've mm-hmm. seen around the world are those churches that yeah. communicate that's yeah. the first point secondly those churches that yeah. connect and thirdly those churches that have created Brilliant. a community yeah. i think those three words stand out to me communication connection and community and some of the uh, churches that come to mind they seem to have those three things they communicate yeah. clearly um they connect and they engage mm. with people, and uh, they have created that. That's community. brilliant. I
0: love that. I love that. One of the things, and this wouldn't be true just of Elam churches right now, it would be true of, of many, many churches. And actually, ir- irrespective of the numbers um, of the churches, whether they're small or big, one of the things that uh, churches are seeing, I'm sure you're aware of this, is this increased connection uh, with people who. We don't exactly know where they are. We, 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 we assume that they're not Christians um, because a lot of them are people that these churches don't recognise. How do you think churches can begin to get better at communicating to those individuals that they're connecting with now whilst they're in lockdown? But also, as, as you said a few moments ago, as as we begin to start to come out of lockdown what can churches do what can leaders do to ensure they strengthen the connection and strengthen their communication okay well within the church mark you've got yeah. the flock okay yeah the believers and
1: then you've yeah. got the fringe and then you've got yeah. beyond the fringe so i think it's very important for church leaders to always be thinking about yeah. the flock the yeah. fringe yeah. beyond the fringe so the flock are engaged yeah. with the fringe and the fringe are engaging with beyond yeah. the fringe. Hey, right. Now, I think, of course, of course, it goes without saying that the heart of it all has to be. Yes, prayer. Yeah, it has Absolutely. to be prayer. Uh, you know, in, in Acts 6, where my relatives have spoken yeah. about, it says Greek speaking widows were being neglected in the distribution of yeah. food. Here is a matter of social responsibility that's brought to the yeah. apostles. And the apostles said, yes, this is very important, mm. but it's not important for very us. Good. So they found this is very interesting. They found seven. Pentecostals. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because it says they found seven yeah. people full of the Holy yeah. Spirit. Now, that's interesting, yeah. because if it me i would have found seven social yeah, workers absolutely yeah, but they found seven people filled with the holy spirit to take care of an issue regarding social responsibility and then they said we will turn our attention to two things prayer and the ministry of right. the word so you could say based on that story that the apostolic priorities were prayer And the ministry of the word. Now, I would suggest you, Mark, those are the two things most church leaders do the least. Yeah. So a friend of mine, he became he became a a minister of a church in London and uh, he rang me up and he says, Oh, Mm -hmm. J. John, um, you've heard that I'm going to be the new minister. He says, what advice would you Mm -hmm. give me? And I said to him, right, this is what I want you to do. Every day for one hour, I want you to walk around your community and pray. Yeah. Do I said, don't do it on your yeah. day off. Don't do it on Sunday. Okay, five yeah. days a week, you go and pray. And so I explained that to him. And then he said to me, oh, have you got any other advice? <laughs> and I said, you idiot, I'm just giving you my advice. <laughs> now, but can you yeah. see the point he was making? He was saying, J. John, give me methodology right right. and i'm saying no no i want to see that you're a prayerful man i want to see that you're praying in your community Mm. i want to see that you're taking prayer and the ministry of the word seriously of course i can tell you about methodology there's but there's lots of churches where there's a lot of methodology
0: and there's yeah, no, absolutely it is interesting isn't it like if, if you were to to say to any leader um what do you think is the key thing for any christian they would say prayer and yet we don't we don't default no. to that as being the pr- no, don't. Why, why don't we it's, it's a head to her isn't it I it's it is Do you know mark this is
1: i yeah i have to say i'm there are certain things you can be very mm. proud of, and I'm really proud of my yeah. church. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not the mm-hmm. pastor. Uh, I, this is the church I yeah. attend with my Killy. But anyway, two weeks ago, my church uh, had 24 hours of prayer, Brilliant. seven days. Wow! Right, right. So anyway, so I went on the website with Killy to log in to book yeah. a slot to pray. Yeah, and I couldn't believe wow. it. Because all the night slots were taken 1 wow. a.m, 2 a.m, 3 a.m, 4 a.m, 5 a.m had all been taken wow. uh, all through the night, people are, right. And we found a slot, booked it in, and we did our hour yeah. of prayer. Every slot was filled for seven incredible. days, and they then decided to continue it for 14 days.:
0: Wow, that's incredible, isn't it?
1: This is one church. They prayed for fourteen days, twenty-four hours a day. And look, you can't do that, and things don't shift.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know,
1: and they prayed for you know what is equivalent to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. So I'm really expecting. The other thing is just back to your question mark, which is really Mm. interesting. A couple of years ago. My pastor of my church, he felt we should go door yeah. knocking. And so he says to the church, look, I really feel we should all go mm-hmm. door knocking so, and everyone's going to be yeah. involved. And he said, I need three groups of people. Okay? Group, group one, you're going to go knock mm-hmm. on the doors. Uh, sorry, group one, you're going to go. You are not going to knock on the doors. All you do is put a card through the letterbox yeah. and you pray. As you walk down the streets. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the card said, um, we are your local church. We're going to call on you next Saturday. If you don't want us to call, put the card on your yeah. door. OK, now we dropped 900 wow. cards. OK, 900 homes. Guess how many people put the card on the doors?
0: Mm, 50? Six. Wow.
1: Right. Group two, wow. you're going to be in the church. You're going to be in the church praying. Okay, mm-hmm. You don't have to go mm-hmm. out. You stay in the church and pray. Group three, you're going to go in twos. Here's the script. Yeah. Knock on the door. Hello, we're, we're from your where you, from your local church. Uh, we dropped you a card last week. Uh, here's a gift. Mm-hmm. Here's an invitation to our church. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we can do for you or pray for you? Mm. Okay, we did nine hundred homes. After that, we did five hundred homes. After the five hundred, we did another five hundred and we think we've knocked on every door in our entire community. And just before lockdown, we started knocking on the doors again. Our fringe mark has gone ballistic. So prayer, knocking on a door and saying we care.
0: Can we do anything for you? Brilliant. I love that. What's what's really interesting is as we've developed our national evangelism vision and listeners uh, to the podcast will will know by now, this is about about resourcing it for Elin predominantly, but not exclusively. One of the things that we feel is is really key and that we need to recover as a Pentecostal denomination is uh, the spirit's power. And it's interesting that when we think about the spirit's power, it's often we think about it in the context of praying for somebody to be healed and they are. And and yeah, please, we definitely want that. But just what occurs to me as you're sharing that story there is actually that's it's quite undramatic and yet very dramatic expression of the spirit's power that you're praying and seeing that fringe going berserk. So often we think about uh the spirit's empowerment within the context of kind of big extravagant things but actually that that's quite a almost a, a gentle hidden way oh, isn't it that the spirit's power totally is moving
1: Mark, totally mark and the thing is you're mobilizing the entire yeah. congregation yeah. you know and some people are comfortable at knocking some people are happy to drop a card yeah. some people are pray so the entire church was mobilized yeah. and so uh, the thing is, yes, the Holy Spirit, Acts 1, verse 8, mm. empowers us yeah. in order to be witnesses. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we, we need to begin to do that in our own Jerusalem. Yeah. So the thing is this, you're praying, you're out there doing that. Yeah. Now, and I'm a great believer in, in prayer, in praise, yeah. in proclamation, in the prophetic. It, yeah. in being a presence yeah. in persuasion yes. in power you know all of these are important yeah. um, and we need to don't overemphasize one yeah now absolutely back to the preacher back to the preacher what's interesting mark during this lockdown i've i've recorded honestly mm-hmm. no exaggeration i mean dozens and dozens mm. of sermons for churches i mean this for example this sunday mark mm-hmm. I'm preaching in seven churches oh, this
0: Sunday.
1: <laughs> I know. Can you believe it? And I've, I've recorded a personal sermon for each one. Wow. You've been a busy boy. Well, <laughs> Goodness I, me. And, I, and I've done that because I want to personalize it. I don't want to just give them one that I've done for another yes, church. Yes. I mean, I may have done that sermon for another church, but I want to yes. personalize it. Yes. Yeah, no, it. I
0: get that. But
1: But but the more I've done it, the more I've realized 20 minutes is
0: enough. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't that
1: interesting? Yeah, it
0: is. It is.
1: If you can't say it in 20 minutes, you can't say it. Yeah,
0: it's it's true,
1: isn't it? So I've basically been doing a 20 minute sermon ish, you know, give or take a minute or two and a five minute like app like prayer application where we pray into ourselves the principles of the sermon Brilliant. and uh, all i would do is encourage so mm. many of your leaders yeah. and preachers and speakers you know
0: work hard
1: at preparing
0: yeah
1: the, uh, the ministry of the word
0: yeah but that it has to become doesn't it a real priority going back to what you we're saying there's so many demands undeniably the social action care, what we call in elim the caring actions needs to be needs to be done. And you've almost got a responsibility to, to make sure that happens, but you haven't got a responsibility to necessarily make sure for you to do it. And, but what, it's so difficult for us sometimes. And I remember you've got so many uh, brilliant phrases that you use. And one of the, one of the things I've, I've often quoted you as saying is if we don't live by priorities, we live by yes. pressures. Yes. And we, we do so often, don't we, live by pressures. And w- one of the things that's been um, really obvious to me in, in lockdown is, is I realised, John, you know me, you know I love Apple yes. products and I've, I've run my whole life off Apple devices. But one of the yes. things that I've stopped doing is I've stopped doing my devotion with technology, because I realized that my devotional life had become a task to do, not time to spend. Yes. And I think even if it was a prioritized task, it was still a task. Absolutely. And I don't want my devotional life, my prayer life, the thing that is the fuel for who I am and what God has called me to be. I don't want that to be a task on a schedule for the day. I want it to be the number one priority and the thing that, yep. that undergoes. But we've got to really contend with that. How have you contended for the devotional life to to infuse all that you do? Because I know, as we've seen with lots of things, you're very practical and quite thought through and methodical in the way you do stuff. So how have you done that with how, your own devotional life, contending for that prayer and the word to make sure that it, it becomes practical? the priority and, and time not task
1: well i think mark what's very important it, rhythm um is important yeah. diligence is important mm. you know look it doesn't matter how tired i am at night yeah i still brush my teeth yeah <laughs> but yeah i still brush my <laughs> true, teeth <laughs> true true it doesn't matter if I got home at two o'clock in the morning from a ministry trip. Yeah. I still brush my teeth. Yeah. So there are certain things, disciplines yeah. that you choose to exercise. Mm. And so the reason, right, the reason Killy and I get up at 530 mm-hmm. okay, is because this is the reason, because 830, we have a staff meeting. Yeah. So in order for us to have adequate time to mm. pray for the word yeah to have to do exercise and to have some breakfast and yeah. shower i i don't want to rush mm. that time yeah, yeah i could get up at, i could get up at six yeah. if i got up at six i'm gonna feel a, a tad rush
0: right right
1: and I'm, my exercise will feel rushed my devotions will be a rush my this you know and i'm so sometimes you're just going to give yourself time now in order to get up at 5 30 mm. yeah during remember this is my rhythm during lockdown
0: yes yeah
1: this is not yeah my rhythm yeah. before lockdown or after lockdown is going to be different yeah but in order to get up at 5 30 i i'm i'm in bed lights
0: out before 10 right okay got you yeah yeah
1: yeah I'm 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 heading to bed at
0: nine thirty. <laughs> teeth brushed and everything. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. Done. Oh, by nine thirty, teeth are done. I'm. I'm getting ready for bed.
0: <laughs> put and, put your skin and, care. And then
1: I, yeah, I get into bed. I, I have some prayers. Yeah, uh, and lights out. You see. So no, I'm not going to stay and watch that TV program. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that if I go to bed at 11, I'm going to struggle to get up at 5.30. Yeah, yeah. So it's choices, Mark. Yes. It's choices. Yes. And so, you know, and the other thing is, uh, Killy and I, we follow a Bible reading plan. It's yeah. called the Robert Murray McShane Bible reading plan. Yeah. And you can unload that off the Internet. But if mm-hmm. you want to, uh, if you follow that plan, for example... You read two chapters in the morning, two chapters in the evening. Now, if you stick to it, you'll read through the Old Testament once, the Book of yep. Psalms twice, and the New Testament twice in one year. Right. Again, got you. Now, R.T. Kendall has been following the Robert Murray McShane Bible reading plan for fifty. Oh,
0: wow. years. Wow. Wow. Goodness me. So
1: he's read, he's read the whole of the Bible, 54 times.
0: Goodness and he Lee. has read the
1: New Testament 104 times. Wow. 108 times.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah. yeah. So can you see yeah. that if you've got a certain way of doing it, a commitment,
0: you yeah.
1: know. Yeah. So I think the thing is sometimes it's good to have a certain routine and yeah. a discipline.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You
1: know, we get we wake up at five thirty. We pray. Yeah, we do our devotions. You know, yeah. that's what that's what we do. Um, what was it? Someone said, uh, "You tune the instruments before you commence." Very
0: good. I like that. Yeah, that's good. You that's don't. Good. You
1: don't tune the instruments afterwards. Yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Have you have you always been a, a disciplined? person or was it a place that you kind of arrived at through some kind of process or journey
1: i think i think probably um the latter mark i think i i kind of realized that if i didn't have a routine and a discipline yeah i'll get very sloppy yeah and um Um, And I, uh, yeah. And so I kind of got into this and they, you know, psychologists say if you want to introduce a new habit into your life. Yeah. Do it every day for six weeks and then it will be a
0: habit. Oh, wow. That's not that long, actually, is it? If you think about it. It it isn't. John, as always with these podcasts, they just absolutely fly. And and sadly, our time is almost over. Uh, But I just wanted to ask you uh, one more question, as we kind of come to an end here, John. You will you know because you've, as I mentioned earlier, you you um, did me a fantastic commendation from the book. I I really believe, it, and irrespective of whatever language, like for us in e limits, big yes, yes, healthy, maybe. And actually, what's been really encouraging is uh, the a lot of people in the broader church have really begun to adopt that language. I I feel God's really given me something for the church, but, but it's almost like the the language whilst it's really important. the, The underlying thing is in terms of people coming to faith, it's a journey, whether it's developing the fringe through door to door, or whether it's people coming to, you know, one of, one of your events, one of your meetings, um, how have you how have you understood conversion in terms of it being a journey what's the sorts of things that you've you've seen that would definitely suggest to you that it's it's more than just although really important that people given an opportunity to make a commitment but it's it's not it's not just that it is about the journey
1: oh mark it's definitely a journey Mm. of faith and um you know, I, I think when you become a Christian, you, it is like crossing a line. Yeah. It is being born again. Yes. It is receiving Christ. And then you move into, you know, positive territory. Yeah. But before that, you are in negative territory. Yeah. And that might go all the way up to minus 100. Yeah. And so because I'm always aware of that, mm. when I'm preaching, I want the minus 100s to become minus 90. Yes. I, I want the minus 60s to become minus 50. Yeah. I want the minus 30s to become minus 20. And then I want to help all the minus 10s to cross the line.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I sometimes we're not good at helping the minus hundreds move forward. Yeah. We've got, we've got to help everybody Absolutely. come forward. But also we need to get better yes. at helping people cross the line.
0: Absolutely. Or
1: helping people. How to receive Christ?
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know how to open the door yeah. and let. You know how to receive the invitation.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and I, you know, we need to get
0: better at helping people to do that. We absolutely do. That's that's so true. John, just before we go, there's uh, lots of good stuff that you're doing on social media. People can follow you on Twitter and Instagram, but and on Facebook. Um, just give us a shout out how people can do that, but also tell us some of your... Um, I mean, you have written a plethora of resources, books, DVDs, all sorts of stuff. Uh, mention a few of those that would be good to help people in uh, in their evangelism, in reaching people. So tell us how people can follow you sure. on Twitter, et cetera, and then some resources.
1: Thank you so much, Mark. Well, oh, you know, first day of lockdown, my wife, Kelly, said to me, um, why don't you just film a one minute video yeah. to, to inspire people? And so I did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I continued. And we've actually filmed 69 now. Oh, I wow.
0: Brilliant. See. Yeah.
1: I can't believe it. <laughs> so, so, If you want to um, access my one minute videos, they basically give you a faith lift in the morning. Yeah. You can get those from uh, Facebook or um, Instagram, Canon. Jay John, i mean that's just one of many things yeah. that you you can
0: access they've been our really web... good actually i've really enjoyed those
1: well, they've gone global wow. they really have brilliant and we've put them now all of them are on the front page of our website oh, canonjjohn.com great. brilliant and so you can you can send them to your congregation
0: great so
1: you can download them all and send them to your congregation and brilliant. that kind of thing um and resources mark you know i would i would recommend um, I'm going to recommend two books. Yes, yeah, great. Uh, one is Jesus Christ, the truth. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the reason I'm recommending that one to you is um, I initially wrote it to people who didn't don't know Jesus, yeah. who really want to know what the evidence is yeah. regarding Jesus. And I've discovered that in addition to that, a lot of Christians who've read it, have been blown away because they never knew the evidence. Yes, yes. So I want to encourage it, both whether you're a Christian, do you know what you believe and why you believe it? So good. So if you want to read a book about the evidence of Jesus, then my book, Jesus Christ, the Truth, might be a book that might help you. Also, sometimes we give people little leaflets or little booklets. Yeah. To know more about Jesus. But then there are some people you've got to give them something a bit more substantial. Yes. So this might be a book that can be given to people yeah. who want to really dig into who is Jesus. And then the other book uh, I want to recommend is my book on the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And, um, I, I'm convinced that these are ten timeless values and principles for our lives and if any of your Elin pastors leaders have never preached on the Ten
0: yeah
1: i honestly think there is nothing better than mm. doing that mm. for 10 weeks yeah that, that will bring revival in your congregation so Super. you can get those books in fact all of our resources are 50 percent discount oh wow at, can,
0: at com. brilliant that does a, a few great resources there that church leaders can get a hold of jay john thank you so much i've thoroughly enjoyed chatting to you today thanks for the gold dust that's been uh, shared it's really really good and i know that many people will find it helpful thank you so much for your time john
1: always my pleasure mark blessings upon you bless you Wonderful. my friend
0: bye bye
1: that was the reach podcast with mark
0: greenwood stay connected on twitter by following at elim or to follow Mark personally, at Rev Greeny. Be sure to listen in to another REACH podcast.